three consensual searches from the Fargo Police Department that went in while Savannah's body was in the apartment along with the baby who was alive at the time. I hope we've got the right clip here for it, but I'm gonna just create some context. And then back on August 31st of 2017, I had a very extensive interview with Fargo Police Lieutenant Jason Nelson. It's about 25 minutes if you wanna go watch the whole thing yourself. But I'm gonna show you some clips tonight about what took place from a Fargo police perspective when they were doing these consensual searches. And then why did it take so long to get an actual uh, judge to approve a forensic warrant? So we're going to walk you through that tonight. First, I hope this is the right clip, but this is Brooke Cruz again talking about uh, where Savannah's body was hid initially. Do we have that clip, Josh? Okay, so that's a clip that we had before. So here's what I'm going to do then. So what you talked, what you said there a minute ago is that, hey, look, we, we took Brooke's body, uh, excuse me, Savannah's body. It was hid in the bathroom closet, if you remember what she said there a moment ago. And then the baby was basically just sitting there in blankets on the bed next to William Haynes. So I want to create that context for you. And then again, this is the interview I had back on August 31st, 2017, Fargo Police Lieutenant Jason Nelson. We asked him specifically about, okay, you had this first consensual search. Remember, Savannah Savannah went missing on Saturday, August 19th. So the first consensual search in apartment number five, Brooke Cruz and William Haynes apartment took place around 4.30 p.m. on Saturday, August 19th. He went up to number five, knocked on the door. Um, Brooke answered the door. Um, he kind of told her what was going on and um, she invited him into the apartment complex or her, her apartment. Um, and there was uh, the sewing project that they were working on was laying out and that was there. Um, he asked about uh, her interaction with Savannah and she stated that, yeah, she was up here. And then shortly um, after her dad came looking for her, she, she left. Um, the officer asked at that point if he can look around the apartment to make sure Savannah wasn't there. And uh, Brooke uh, agreed that he could do that. And the officer um, did look throughout that apartment for Savannah and obviously did not find her. So again, that was the first consensual search. And again, the distinction here is a consensual search is somebody, somebody basically, yeah, you can come in, you can search the place. It's important to remember that Brooke Cruz, according to Lieutenant Nelson there, did give her consent for these searches. So that was the first one, the 19th, around 4.30 p.m. There was a second search that took place because Noberta and Joe Graywin had called the cops again and said, hey, look, we're still concerned. Savannah's not around. It's now the evening. This isn't like her. So at 10.30 p.m. on Saturday the 19th, there was a second consensual, consensual search. Here's what Lieutenant, Lieutenant Nelson had to say. He came back with a supervisor. What time was the second consensual search? That was about 10.30 p.m. Um, he came back with a supervisor because uh, Norberta had contacted him again, stating, you know, uh, Savannah's still at home. They're concerned about her safety. Um, the officer went up there again and talked with both uh, Joe and Norberta and explained to them um, that um, she's an adult. Um, adults can leave on their own, and there's not a lot we can do because at this point it's not criminal. At that point, he did um, with a sergeant. Also went back up and talked to Brooke again to see if there was anything further she could provide. Um, again, he knocked on the door. He asked for consent again to look for Savannah. Um, him and uh, the sergeant, both they both went in and again went through that apartment and um, did not find Savannah. No sign of anything? No sign of anything suspicious, no sign of a struggle, no sign of Savannah. Again, keep in mind, you just heard there a few moments ago, 
Brooke Cruz saying that, yeah, Savannah's body was in the bathroom closet on Saturday. Uh, also, the baby was covered in blankets laying on the bed next to William Hain. Then on Sunday, August 20th, at some point, uh, Brooke Cruz and William Hain moved Savannah's body. Brooke Cruz talked about that at the trial today. Uh, on Sunday evening, um, Will hollowed out his dresser and um, we moved her from the bathroom closet to that dresser. Some point on Sunday evening, uh, William Hain, you heard there, hollowed out a dresser and then they moved Savannah's body on Sunday evening. So that's the context I want to share with you here because then also with Lieutenant Nelson, we talked about the third consensual search that took place in apartment number five, the third consensual uh, search. That happened on August 20th around 6.30 p.m., a third time they went to go and try to find Savannah and the baby. Here's what Lieutenant Nelson had to say. Um, he again talked to both Norberta and Joe Greywind about the situation and again went up and talked with Brooke and again Brooke um, invited him in um, and he looked um, everywhere he could uh, for Savannah at, uh, at no point did she ever stop him from looking but uh, uh, he went through every place that uh, Savannah could, could have been. Boy, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Again, go watch that entire interview. It's heartbreaking to hear that when they say, hey, look, we, we went through every place we possibly could. And again, there's a distinction. Consensual search, Brooke Cruz did give her consent. She was never stopped, as you heard Lieutenant Nelson talk there. She didn't stop anybody from doing the search. But there's also the part to keep in mind, because many people are wondering, why didn't they just go get a judge-approved warrant sooner to go do a more forensic search through that apartment? Because one of the things that, again, I'm not in law enforcement, I'm not a lawyer, so this is some speculation on my part, but if you do go into an apartment like that and start to dig around too much in a consensual search, the defense eventually could say, hey, look, this was an illegal search and seizure because they were moving things around. If someone's out there as an attorney that can correct me on that, please do so. But here's the thing where I think people are going, wait a second. So they had three consensual searches. That was all on Saturday the 19th, Sunday the 20th. Then it wasn't until Wednesday, August 23rd, they actually got a judge-approved warrant but then it wasn't until Thursday, August 24th, that they actually executed the warrant and went up to the apartment. So I asked Lieutenant Nelson about, hey, why did it take so long to get this judge-approved warrant, warrant? And why didn't you go in right away on Wednesday rather than waiting a whole other day to go into the apartment on Thursday? Here's Lieutenant Nelson. Let me ask you this way, that because my interpretation is that a consensual search is you're going to go and sort of walk around. Now that you've got a judge-approved search warrant, there's some forensics involved, correct? Correct. So that's my question is why not go get a forensic approved judge search okay. warrant sooner than Thursday? Because we had we had no information that a crime had occurred in order to get any type of legal paperwork, whether it's a subpoena or a search warrant, we need um, a judge or we need a criminal nexus to that. We were working early on in this case with the Cass County State's Attorney trying to look at different angles and things like that so we could get a subpoena for Facebook records or cell phone records and things like that, but we did not have a criminal, a criminal nexus to this missing person case until late Wednesday morning. And it just seems, and again, maybe I'm splitting hairs here, sir, but just time is of the essence. I'm assuming if I'm Noberta and Joe, right? So Wednesday morning, you get this information. Why does it take over 24 hours to get a judge-approved search warrant? We had the search warrant uh, signed. Um, we 
did constant surveillance on them because at that point we did not know whether there was a baby in that apartment or if Savannah was in that apartment or if both were off scene somewhere else. And our, our number one concern um, at that point was finding um, both of them hopefully alive, finding Savannah alive with a baby or both of them alive. So one thing I want to be clear about is, look, I'm, I'm not saying anyone's at fault here. These are a lot of the questions that I'm hearing from people, considering when you look at the testimony today about she was in the closet, she was in this dresser drawer, and yet there was three consensual searches. Why was she not found earlier? We had a great interview there with Lieutenant Nelson, so I want to give you some context there for some things to consider and think about. One other thing to consider and think about is this. Also in my interview with Lieutenant Nelson, you may remember when Savannah first went missing, they were talking about a green Jeep Cherokee, at least the, the Fargo police were, that was owned by uh, William Hayne and Brooke Cruz. And so they put that out there saying, hey, if anyone sees this, let us know. So I also brought up to Lieutenant Nelson because this is the, the vehicle. It was this green Jeep Cher Cherokee that transported at some point in time Savannah's dead body. So I asked Lieutenant Nelson about that. Here's what he had to say. Have you had the cadaver dogs on this vehicle and have they hit on it? Uh, it the, the cadaver dogs have been used all over and they did not hit on this vehicle. Wow. I mean, just stunning stuff. I uh, would love to know your point of view and what you heard there in the context of what happened in the trial today. Three consensual searches did not find anything. Then we had the judge-approved warrant, and obviously we found the baby, but still didn't find Savannah's body. So, again, you can go to our uh, Facebook page, facebook.com uh, slash POV now to see that interview in its entirety. Real quick.